This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Have you ever wanted to dress like an NBA player? I know that I personally have. But you just don't have the means to pull it off. Now you can do it with Indochino. RJ Barrett, he looked awesome in his pink suit on draft day. That was an Indochino. You can do the same thing. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, sports coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact specifications. Plus, you get to personalize all the details, including your lapel, lining, and monogram. The process is simple. Just choose your fabric, pick your customations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. If online shopping isn't your thing, get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. That's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore, Mr. Jones, to wear clothing that doesn't fit you perfectly. (laughs) You are listening to On The Daily. The Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello, and welcome to On the Daily, a daily fantasy sports podcast brought to you by my book, Indochino, Harry's, and Roman. My name is Matt Lamarca. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Lamarca, and I'm joined as always by my co host, Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. Matt, what's going on, man? Not much. Just, uh, getting ready for week 11 here it's uh it's we're getting to sort of the depressing part of the year where like you know you only have a few more slates and uh yeah it's it's starting to hit me that uh we're not gonna have very many full slates anymore uh in the next month and a half or so yeah i feel you there it is a little bit sad but it's also an exciting time fantasy playoffs are right around the corner and that's where rotoviz patreon comes in Gain exclusive access to the Rotoviz Radio Slack channel, where you can ask questions and gain league-winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team. Get ready for the playoffs. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce high-quality industry-leading programming. Patreon.com slash Radio. And speaking of exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get 10% off a Rotoviz NFL pass right now. If you haven't already signed up for Rotoviz, you should. What are you waiting for? Just head over to Rotoviz.com slash podcast. Get yourself 10% off and gain unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools. Once again, Rotoviz.com slash podcast. Okay, quick update from week 10. Uh, Jones, another good week for you, beating me out in the head-to-head contest. Extended your lead in our second series here, three to one. You uh, jammed in Christian McCaffrey. I took the savings with Saquon. That obviously gave you a pretty big edge in that department. I also made the donkey move of pivoting off Ronald Jones to Damian Williams while you stuck it out with Rojo. Got rewarded with twenty-three point six. Sweet. DraftKings fantasy points. So, uh, Jones, any quick thoughts on uh, sort of your lineup construction from last week? Um, no, I I kind of I was between Singletary and Montgomery, and I guess it didn't really matter which way you went. They both kind of sucked. Yeah, and they um, were both beating me regardless. <laughs> but um, yeah, other than that, I felt really I felt really confident about getting McCaffrey, Rojo, and then my trio of receivers with Boyd Moore and, and Michael Thomas, I thought were just like smashes. So uh, 
Yeah, I, I felt pretty good about it going into the week, uh, into the weekend, and I had a pretty good week, so I'm uh, I'm happy about that. It it sort of made up for the disaster that was the listener league. Yeah, I was gonna say you did end up cashing in the listener league, but uh, there were a couple caveats there. First, Many caveats. <laughs> it was only a twenty man contest because we ended up getting it up late in the week, and second, it was posted as a fifty fifty instead of a GPP, so. You finished 10th out of uh, the top 10 that placed, so you did double your money, uh, but you were right it on the bubble, so just, congratulations. Just the worst. <laughs> I, I, went to, I went to make it uh, just real quick on Sunday morning, and what happens is they set the default as like me entering the contest as like with my crowns for some reason, so when I changed that, it reset all, like all the settings, and that's why it ended up the way that it was, but... Um, uh, we, we still should shout out the, uh, the, the top lineup. Uh, I guess it's slow tur nine. I don't know. Slow T I R nine. Uh, just like waxed everybody won by cleared the field by 32 points. Um, Ooh. had a really good lineup. So I, I feel bad. So if you, uh, if you're listening to this slide into the DMS and I'll, uh, I'll get you a road of his shirt, uh, and, and hook you up for, for a good lineup. And it was my mistake. So. Yeah, we can get you. Uh, we can get you into a contest of some type. I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe Jones can can spare some of those crowns he's been sitting on. Oh man, just uh, <laughs> how rich with the DK crowns! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to week eleven. We will start as always with quarterback. So, uh, QB Lamar Jackson is now kind of priced in his own tier. He's seventy seven hundred on DraftKings. No one else is above sixty nine hundred. Taking on the Houston Texans as a home favorite. He's just been nails all year. He scored at least 21.2 DK points every week but one. Uh, and most of those games, he's been well over that threshold. His rushing upside, you brought it up on the show last week, but he's basically rushing for like 12 plus DraftKings points per game. So he only has to do so much with his arm, given what he's doing with his legs. Uh, I know that you typically are not somebody who likes to pay up for a quarterback, but are you making an exception with Jackson this week? Yeah, I mean, I I wrote it. I wrote him up in the uh, in the buffet this week. I I just feel like I don't know. He's he's getting to the point where I think you do just kind of have to find a way to jam him in. I, I hate like I hate paying seventy seven hundred for a quarterback, but like he's had. Like he's had legit ceiling games. Like we think about quarterback scoring typically as sort of, you know, bunched around like what, it, like 18 to 22, 23 points. And you can usually find that in a bunch of places. But uh, guys that can score like close to 35 DraftKings points on a pretty regular basis are pretty hard to come by. So um, if you're if you don't feel comfortable going up there in cash, I, I don't I don't fault you for that. Um, but if there's a way, and I think there is a couple of ways this week, um, I, I think it's, it's fine. Like he's just absurd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the, the best way to put it is the guy scored over 33 DraftKings points last week and he threw the ball 17 times. <laughs> and he, ba- and he really only played for three quarters, not even, right. you know what I mean? Like he, he can get there in so many different ways. Like we we talk about some of these guys and and I'm going to say it with Deshaun Watson in a minute where they do have like a, a better floor like his floor Lamar Jackson's floor is just absurd with the rushing upside that he gives and they have seemed to uh you know really really put an emphasis on passing in the red zone like he has a lot of passing touchdowns for the amount of times that he's throwing the ball so um yeah i i think if you're if you're fading Lamar Jackson like completely then I don't I don't really know what to tell you yeah I'm in the same boat I mean he'll probably be the highest owned quarterback for tournaments so you know again tournament ownership at QB is so flat but it's just so nice of a luxury to pay up for him in cash games and it's really not that much more expensive to go up from him than you know the next tier down right so let's talk about that next year. Six QBs priced between 6900 and 6500 You mentioned Deshaun Watson. We've also got Drew Brees, Dak Prescott, Jimmy Garoppolo, Josh Allen, and Jameis Winston, a.k.a. the media's 
most biased take. <laughs> Do you have a preference in this tier, or uh, what? What are your thoughts here? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think. I don't know. I I, I see a situation, at least in tournaments, where uh, and maybe you can uh, you can shed some light on the ownership projections. But I feel like. Breeze will definitely be the highest owned of that group. Um, maybe Dak is more more owned than Deshaun too. Um, and then the other, you know, the other guys in that tier are probably going to fall around the same. I would imagine. Um, I just don't know how you get away from the Houston Baltimore game. Like I, Deshaun Watson has like if it weren't for Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson would be like such a huge story right now. He's playing super well. Um, he scored at least 20 DraftKings points in each of his last five games. Like those first couple of weeks, I think it was week two and week four, he had those weird like dud, like 11 point games. But since then, he's been great. Um, he's had at least 30 rushing yards in each of the past five games. And he's hit the 300 yard bonus three times during that stretch. So you're looking at a guy who uh, anytime you have a guy that can hit the 300 yard bonus, that's obviously a plus. And yeah, I just think. I just think Watson and that game in general is something that you uh, that you're going to want exposure to. Are, are you uh, are you in on Watson or you think it's somebody else? Definitely in on Watson. Uh, I like Houston actually just in general in that game, so I'm going to definitely be on Watson and and some of his pass catchers for stacks. And I do think that at least Labs agrees with your ownership uh, outlook right now. They have Breeze and Prescott projected for. 9 to 12% ownership. Jameis as well, 9 to 12%. And then okay. all the other guys, 5 to 8%. So yeah. I like that call with press, with uh, Watson in tournaments. I think that's pretty sharp. Um, I'm also going to have some Josh Allen. I, I like his upside here against the Dolphins. You know, like we, we have seen him run for some massive totals against the Dolphins. He's, you know, had like two touchdowns in one game versus them. Last year, he had over 100 yards rushing in another game against them. The first time they played this year, he didn't really do a ton on the ground, just four for 32, which was basically like his lowest output of the year as a runner. And he still got to over 21 DK points. So I think if we see some regression from him, like he had two touchdowns last week against Cleveland, if we see some, you know, positive regression for him with his rushing numbers in this contest, he could be looking at like a ceiling type game. And I do think that the price is high enough that people aren't necessarily going to want to play him. Right. So I think he is somebody as well that I'm looking at for, for tournaments. Okay. I like it. Anybody cheaper that we should be looking at here? Uh, as far as cash games? Any format, whatever, whatever you're feeling. <clears throat> I mean, for, for cash games, I think that there it's really it's just super tough to to drop out of that like to go below Josh Allen this week and again like we will talk about a few guys that are going to provide some value um as the show goes on so I feel like we probably don't need to get like terribly cute um maybe you could make an argument for like if you think the the Carolina Atlanta game is going to go a little crazy. You know, you could go with one of those guys, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think you need to in cash. I think you can definitely stack Kyle Allen up um, with DJ Moore or Samuel or even McCaffrey uh, pretty pretty easily in tournaments or, or a couple of those guys. Um, and then yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I I'm not crazy about going super cheap um, this week in general. You are you uh, are you jamming in Jeff Driscoll after that uh, that <laughs> stunning performance last week? No. He actually didn't do terrible. He really didn't. Um, I would I would pay up for Kyle Allen if yeah. I was going that cheap. I do think it's a good matchup. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in agreement with you. We don't really need to do it this week for cash. Uh, right. If you are looking for a tournament option right now, Derek Carr is somebody who's popping in the labs model as a guy who's going to be under-owned relative to his ceiling. So I think that that's an interesting direction you could go in. I mean, Cincinnati obviously is just awful defensively. Raiders are implied for roughly 30 points, and yet it seems like Carr is going to be kind of an overlooked option here. I like it. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about Harry's Razors. 
Humans have been shaving for thousands of years, and the secret to a great shave hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I'll be honest, I'm not a guy who likes to shave. I don't shave every day. Uh, I shave far from every day, most <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> That's why I uh, got out of the 9 to 5 grind, or at least part of the reason why. Now I can just let my glorious beard grow as wild as I please. Still, there are occasions where I need to look presentable. Uh, you know, my sister is getting married in a few weeks, and if I show up looking the way that I do at the moment, I don't think she'll let me in. So that's why I need Harry's. You get a great shave at a low price, and I don't have to worry about blades piling up with a subscription I don't need. I just hop on the website and order new blades whenever I need a refill. Harry's cut out the middleman. They manufacture their their blades directly so they can sell them straight to the consumer at a fair price. There's also no risk to try them out if you don't love your shave. Let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Right now, listeners of On The Daily can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Just go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. Also want to talk about our friends at Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry honey, I pivoted to Saquon Barkley off of Christian McCaffrey and cash games. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is easy. Just go to GetRoman.com BlueWire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, just like Christian McCaffrey. But now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. All right, speaking of Christian McCaffrey, he tops the running back pricing this week. He is at 10500 Ezekiel Elliott is at nine k. Dalvin is at 8900 Are we going up to CMC again? I mean, I feel like I don't even have to ask you this at any point. No, you don't have to. This is like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I literally, I, I, they're never going to price him to a, to a point where I'm not going to play him. And I think, I mean, I guess... I guess the Damian Williams thing like opened it up a little bit more last week. Um, at, you know, as far as like being able to to get there pretty easily if you wanted to. Um, but there's plenty of value this week, e- even at running back. So like, I don't really, I don't really see why you would get too cute in cash and not play him. Like he's. I don't know. Like I literally, I I've been trying to think of reasons to be like, no, you know what? It's not going to happen. But it there's every time I go to build a lineup, like even though he's that expensive, it still just feels better to, to find a way to get him in than to drop down. Um, yeah. although I guess the, the wide receiver pricing changes changed a little bit this week, which we'll talk about. But, um, I still think in cash that you should be trying to figure out a way to get him in. I'm convinced after last week, like I'm never fading him again. It's just, he had a floor game basically, right? Like he had a floor game and he scored 30 DK points. So (laughs) I'm just done with it. Like Mm -hmm. none of these other guys can match what he does floor wise, ceiling wise. Yeah. Like take whatever measure you want. And McCaffrey is just better at it than everybody else. You know, you've mentioned some of like the the numbers with his rushing volume plus his receiving volume, but he basically is like rostering two players for one spot. Yeah. So when you think it, about it that way, ten five is like nothing. 
Yeah, and it's not even like you're talking about, you know, you can you can do the same thing with some of the some of the cheaper running backs and, you know, tell yourself that you're getting like a, a 4K receiver uh, workload. But with him, you're getting like a 7K receiver workload. It's just right. stupid. Like, um, yeah, he's had he's had two games below 29.1 DraftKings points. That's absurd. Like <laughs> you just, you just have to figure out a way to play him. Like, and it, it doesn't mean that these other guys like at the expensive end aren't worth figuring out how to get in as well. But I just think, I just think you're being too cute. I know there's going to be a week where he busts and everybody's going to be like, Oh, we told you, you got to fade up. Like, but right. it's been those it's same been nine... guys are down a thousand dollars through the first nine weeks. <laughs> right, like it's it's been nine games that he's played. Uh, I guess it's what eight eight main slates that he's been on. Like the the worst game he had didn't even kill anybody because it was a Thursday night game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, for sure. No, I mean you're you're spot on. Like it's just it's you're getting too cute if you decide I can't pay up for him, but I can pay nine k for Zeke. And no, right. like no disrespect to Zeke, but no, all the disrespect to Zeke, <laughs> but just get the extra money and go to Christian McCaffrey, go yeah, down at sure. defense, find, find the $1,500 defense and get up to McCaffrey. Easy game. <laughs> all right. Moving down a tier. Anybody stand out to you in the like seven K ish type range? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do just quick, uh, I think Dalvin Cook is my next favorite. Like if I'm, if I'm going to be on a build that has, uh, you know, a, a, a sort of expensive running back, like I'm going him over Zeke personally. Um, as far as dropping down a little bit, I think, uh, it's, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious to most people who would be listening to this, that Josh Jacobs ownership is going to be, uh, pretty wild. He, what are they favored by? 11 now 11 10, points, 11 yeah um so yeah i mean that's just that's a great spot to be in uh he's he hasn't necessarily been you know featured in the passing game that much but he did see five targets last week which is uh, a a nice you know a nice addition to the workload that he's getting he's seen 15 rushing attempts in all but two of his games and he's at least seen double digits uh, rushing attempts in every single game. So if he's going to see like in the three to five target range and they're going to be ahead and they're just going to close out the game with them, I think it's pretty hard to get off of them this week. Sixty nine hundred is a is a really, uh, you know, easy price to fit in. Um, yeah. Are you, no, you, I... you rolling with Jacobs? I just traded for him in season long, too. So I'm I'm fired up. Beautiful. I uh, I drafted Jacobs in a, in a dynasty league. My worst. I thought this team was going to be the worst team ever assembled. I am now seven and three, <laughs> looking at a potential first round buy in the playoffs, even. Uh, and that's really been Jacobs and Derrick Henry have carried me there. So, yeah, the receiving work is nice, but like he doesn't even need it at this price tag. You know, right. like yeah, he can. Given how many points the Raiders are projected for. They he should get some of those points, right? Like it would be probably a bad beat if the Raiders hit their thirty point implied team total and Jacobs didn't have at least one touchdown. And there's right. you know so many outlets for him to rack up yards. He's gonna get twenty carries in this game. So I think Jacobs is a great play. Uh, I'm gonna be on Tevin Coleman as well. He yep. uh, he should be also relatively high owned, but I don't think he'll be as owned as Jacobs. But it's a great matchup versus Arizona. Matt Breida is doubtful, which means that he must be like on the verge of death because that guy plays <laughs> through everything. <laughs> so as long as as Breida is out, I think Coleman is, you know, maybe not equally as strong because they do have some other guys who will probably factor into the rotation. But I do think Coleman becomes like a very strong play in this price range. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. He's seen uh, in the games that he's been active, he's seen just a little bit under 17 opportunities per game, even with Brita uh, in there for most of the time. So um, I definitely like him. I think that <clears throat> people are probably going to, uh, you know, we mentioned it, right, gravitate towards Jacobs. And then, like, I, I don't know how many lineups are going to have Jacobs and Coleman. It feels like more of an either or. And I think that Jacobs is probably in a better spot and we'll see more ownership. And if you're going to go like 6,100 is just a weird price or yeah, 6,100 is just sort of a weird price. Like 
it's kind of in the middle of everything. Like it doesn't put you on necessarily like a, like the standard build for this week. I don't think like people are going to drop down to Brian Hill, obviously at 4,800. Um, but in between in between Jacobs and and Hill, like how many people are going to even see like seven or eight percent ownership? Probably Coleman, maybe Singletary and Ronald Jones. Yeah, I don't even think Jones will see that much, even though he was pretty good last week. I mean, his running numbers left something to be des- desired, but eight yeah. targets, eight catches and a touchdown. You'll take that. Um, Which that's can we just talk about how absurd that is? Like he's he had twenty three career targets coming in to the game, and he had eight targets on Sunday. Like just uh, that's why I always laugh when people like tout hard how like oh they didn't catch pass and like they're they'll figure it out if they, if that's part of the game plan. Like he'll be able to catch a screen pass. We're not talking about like you know run, running like a, a sixty yard post pattern and catching it over their shoulder. Like he's three feet away. Like they'll figure it out. Very fair point. Very fair point. Uh, you mentioned, I do agree with you. Like, I think the default build this week will be McCaffrey plus, you know, uh, like a Jacobs and then someone in this value tier. So I do think that you have a bunch of strong options here. You mentioned Brian Hill already. Is he like the default play here? Yeah, I think he's he's more or less, um, you know, like the I hate saying free square, but like he is. It's this price point for, you know, literally not having anybody else in the backfield with him is is pretty appealing. Like Devonta Freeman's out. Edo Smith has been on IR. Like there's just there's nobody in town like forty eight hundred is silly. I, I do kind of worry about. Atlanta just throwing up a dud this week. Um, I, I feel like that could potentially be in the cards. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this is their first game not in a dome this year, <laughs> which is kind of weird. I know it's stupid, but like, how it's is just, that possible? It's just I, I'm I, I'm pretty sure I'll look it up while we while we're chatting here. But yeah, like I. I'm more concerned that he duds out. And again, you're you're getting what you pay for. Like he's 4800. So if he if he duds out, he's not going to completely kill you. But I don't know, like the the other guys we talked about just seem so much safer. Um I think you kind of have to figure out a way to to live in that, you know, try to get Coleman Jacobs and McCaffrey in your cash build. I think is is a lot safer, although you have to make some gross decisions, you know, elsewhere. Yeah, I, I don't – like, to me, there are weeks where you have a free square. Like, Brian Hill does not scream free square to me, you know? Like, he could he could certainly have a good game getting, you know, all the volume, but it also would not shock me if he, if he doesn't even outscore what he did last week, um, which was 14 points. Like, he'll probably take 14 points at, at 4,800, but – I don't think that he deserves to be like a 40 plus percent own type of play, which is what he's shaping up to be. Uh, Like he's not Latavius Murray a few weeks ago. Right. Or uh, I'm blanking on his name. The Pittsburgh Steelers running back that you faded. Yeah. Samuels. Yeah. No, that was, that was, that was like terrible that he's the worst. That dude had like 11 rushing yards and he just like <laughs> all the all the fish got there on 11 targets or whatever the hell it was like I was so filthy. beautiful targets. Yeah, like I was that that couldn't have gone better for me, like for what I uh, sort of anticipated was going to happen. But I just, you know, you just you don't plan for 13 targets, you know, like sue yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, Mason Rudolph is the check down machine. Oh, yeah. I have never seen it like him like when he's when he's not getting whacked in the head by helmets he's, <laughs> he's <checking> like down. <laughs> he's like geno smith with an arm injury like he's just checking it down uh i will say i'm very interested in monitoring this philadelphia situation yep you know if uh if jordan howard gets ruled out and they did just sign jay ajayi so i don't think that that's yeah. like a promising sign for his availability no. then i will be all aboard the miles sanders express Oh yeah, I would I would take him uh 10 times out of 10 over Brian Hill. Um I I've, I've been playing him 
I've been playing right. them with We've Joe. Been them so with like, Joe so what the hell's the difference now? Like this is great. And by the way, it's it's uh, confirmed. the The Falcons haven't played uh, where they can see the sun at all this year yet. <laughs> so there's that. Ah, uh, wonderful. Anybody else that we should be uh, shouting out for GPPs? Um, I. I mean, I was I was going to in preparing for this show, I was going to mention Leonard Fournette. Um, it just seems silly that like everybody's been trying to mash him in all the time. And, you know, he's he's seventy nine hundred this week, which, again, is kind of a weird price. But it, then I saw that report that he just like literally did nothing during the bye week and just like hung out and <laughs> didn't work out or do anything. And like he's the kind hey, of guy that like shout out got, to Leonard Fournette, baby. <laughs> just living that Lamarca life. <laughs> we all need a buy every once in a while. You know what I'm saying, Leonard? It was yeah. I was just like, I literally wrote. This was you know Wednesday. Whenever you sent me the the outline, I literally wrote, "No one will own him. He's fat and he kind of sucks, but the workload is there." And then this report comes out, and now he's it's like, and he's fatter than we thought. <laughs> Speaking of but, workloads, uh, <laughs> how about Joe Mixon getting 30 carries last week? And when they're just getting boat raced, like they had, like how stupid is that franchise? Like every time I think about how much of adult Pat Shermer is, like I just I I bask in the glory of the Bengals being so stupid. Like it's just so great. Like even the Dolphins now have like lapped the Bengals. Like it's this is just absurd. 30 carries for Joe Mixon. It's so stupid. Oh, man. Like, we're down 30, boys. What do you think? Uh, a power to, uh, to Joe Mixon? <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, you know what that says to me? Game script proof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did he have any um, targets? What did he probably have, like, two or three targets? Two targets, and he yeah. caught them both for, like, 30-some-odd yards. But, listen, this is what's going to happen when you play with Ryan Finley. You know, like... yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be ugly again against the Raiders, but, uh, if you're looking for cheap volume, mixing 5,500, it's kind of hard to beat that. In like, in a reasonably close game against the same exact team, they gave him eight carries. Like it, the, when they played the Ravens first, <laughs> he, he had eight carries for 10 yards and they're like, you know what we need? We need a hell of a lot more Joe Mixon. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, that was great. Just there are just some things that there are no answers for. I reloaded that the ESPN box score page, and I checked <laughs> in the Stat Explorer on Rotoviz, like, and I checked PFR because I was like, this can't. They can't all have the same typo, but this just can't be right. <laughs> Speaking of things that are not a typo, Michael Thomas ninety nine hundred. Uh I honestly have no idea what to do with him at that price, like. He has been so good. His ceiling, his floor, like they all just seem so much better than every other receivers. But can you in any good conscience pay 9900 for a wide receiver? I mean, for him, I'm going to I'm going to find a way like this is. Can we just also talk for a second about the fact that like. Four, five weeks ago, he was 6600 like I know. It's just it, that was just one of the one of the worst pricings that I've ever seen in like I don't care who the quarterback is. That was one of the worst pricing mistakes I've ever seen in like playing DFS. But um, yeah, I mean, you, I, I think you have to figure out a way to get him into some lineups. Um, I I don't think you can comfortably get him into cash unless you did. I guess Brian Hill and Miles Sanders in in your lineup would be the only way to get there, I, I guess. I'm like, or, I'm or no McCaffrey, now. but well, that's I think you thing. want, yeah, you want McCaffrey <laughs> before you want Michael Thomas. I'm like, I don't even know what does that mean. <laughs> yeah, if you if you do McCaffrey, Sanders, Thomas, and Hill, um, you know, you cover your two running backs, your flex, and your wide receiver one. You have 4,100 per spot left. Oh, so then you hundred dollar defense, and you're good to yeah. go. And it's it's like it's insane. You're up to forty eight hundred. You plug in Jeff Driscoll, it goes up to like forty nine fifty a spot, and you're you're lit. You're just ready to rock. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. I real I like I get it. Right, he's getting 
so much work and he might be like the most efficient wide receiver in the history of football, right? Like just going through his bro- his box score makes your head hurt. Yeah. 14 targets for 13 catches, 11 for 11, 11 for nine, 12 for eight, a rare off week where he only caught two thirds of his targets, but then 13 for 11 and nine for nine. Like this guy is not human. How do you get all those catches? So, I don't know. I really, I really don't know is the answer. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna be debating it right up until lineup lock, uh, because it's, you know, the salary is gonna scare people like me off. It's gonna scare off the donkeys. Only the sharps are gonna be like, all right, well, I'll still pay ninety nine hundred. You'll get him at like sub twenty percent ownership in the juiciest matchup possible. What do you think? What do you think the difference is gonna be between his ownership in like? I don't know, pick whatever $3 single entry versus like, you know, the, uh, uh, like the 333. It's going to be a huge difference, right? Yeah, I would say there's probably a pretty good gap there. Maybe like 15 versus 30%, something right. like that. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I figured, wait, wait, I figured it out. I can't share the whole lineup, but I, <laughs> I figured it out. So it's fine. This is, this is disgusting, but I think it's going to, I think it's going to be all right. I think it's going to well, work out for me. I'm excited to see it this week. I might just play it in our head-to-head, even if it's not like my real cash lineup. Ah, just guy's to, got a, just got a little cushion now, and he's feeling good about himself. <laughs> you were talking all that trash on uh, on Sunday morning, fella. Yeah, I was. I was feeling pretty good about my lineup, which laid a massive egg. I'm probably going down to Julio at 7500 Like, pretty historically unprecedented price tag for Julio. And... It's not like he hasn't been involved in the offense. He only had three catches last week, but he had nine targets. He had 12 the week before. The only thing he hasn't done, as usual, is find the end zone in the past seven weeks. So if we can get Julio in the box just one time, this price tag is going to look silly. So I I like Julio. Like I think that my default build will probably be Julio and, and... McCaffrey as opposed to Thomas but again like a floor game from Thomas is probably 10 catches for 100 yards and no touchdowns so like you're gonna get a minimum of close to 20 points and that's 2x so again I don't know what to do I'm (laughs) dumbfounded what what does labs have for for the ownership there 13 to 16 percent yeah like that's and and honestly, I could see it even being a little below that. Like people are going to be scared by that price, especially because so many, so many expensive wide receivers this year have not paid off. Basically, I, all of them not named Michael Thomas. Yeah, like <laughs> and last week, what the the Saints kicked three field goals and he scored thirty points. Like it's just absurd. Yeah, it's 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 not right. It's not it's not right. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's go down into the mid range. Who is standing out to you here? Uh, I think it's uh, you mean like the like the seven ish seven k ish. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, talk, I mean, just talk to me about some players. So obviously, obviously, like Julio is is a great is in a great spot, but <clears throat> it's it's he's going to go under owned Julian Edelman at 7600 is kind of in between a bunch of options that are going to uh soak up a lot of ownership and he hasn't really had necessarily like that huge like spike game where he catches you know two or three touchdowns huge. um but but he's I mean he's fifth in targets like he's literally averaging 10 targets per game and he's been a wide receiver one in three of the last five weeks so it, it maybe you're not getting like this super flashy high ceiling, but if a couple of let's say l- like let's say people all gravitate towards Evans and it ends up being a Godwin week and Julio doesn't score, then you're you're way ahead of the game on the same lineup construction as those other guys. So I think it's it's obviously a GPP play. I'm I'm not going to get up to him or really even consider getting up, trying to get up to him in cash, but. Um, I do think he's a he's in a good GPP spot um, this week, especially if like, I don't know, if Philly maybe might not have any wide receivers that are healthy anymore. And now they're starting running back is hurt. So like 
they the Patriots could just be on on the field for the entire game. Um, a little bit cheaper, I think DJ Moore is uh, still still too cheap. He has the tenth most targets, ninth most receptions, thirteenth most yards, and wait for it, seventieth most touchdowns. <laughs> Like there's literally 69 wide receivers that have more touchdowns than him this year, which is just absurd. Um, and then uh, the the other guy that I'll mention in the 5K range is Calvin Ridley. Devonta Freeman's out, like we mentioned. Austin Hooper is also going to miss some time, unfortunately. Uh, Atlanta's running uh, like a 61-39 pass run split in neutral game scripts. And I think that people probably go... Uh, a little crazy and assuming like these huge bumps in targets when, when other, uh, when teammates are, are missing, are missing time. But I don't think he's going to see all of those targets, obviously, but they've accounted for tw- almost 12 and a half targets per game this year. So even if he sees just two of those targets, maybe, which I think is probably a conservative estimate, like he's been seeing five, six targets regularly. So I think that Ridley is in a pretty good spot um, as far as tournaments go. I, I don't think he's going to be. Uh, I don't think he's going to be really very popular at all in the range that he's in. So um, I think Curtis Samuel probably gets a little bit more expensive, and he's fine. We mentioned him before, but um, I think for a, for a flyer in a GPP, I think Ridley at fifty five hundred is pretty solid. Yeah, I like that call. And if you want to get really wild. Go down to my man, uh, Russell Gage, 3,300. There you go. Can he play outside? Full-on Atlanta (laughs) onslaught. I Um, love how two minutes ago I'm like, yeah, Atlanta's going to lay an egg. And now I'm like, (laughs) yeah, Brian Hill, just smash him in, get Ridley in there. (laughs) I agree on DJ Moore. I think he is the, the optimal play in this price range. Um. I feel like Jamison Crowder never gets enough love. Yeah. I know that the Jets stink, but he like is good <laughs> and he's <laughs> he's scored a touchdown in back-to-back weeks and like he's never owned. Um the guy that's going to be like the chalk I think is going to be Debo Samuel. Yeah. If we're talking now value plays like he's 4k and every pass catcher for the 49ers worth a damn is like not going to play this week, or at least seems unlikely to play. Are so, there any pass catchers that are worth a damn in San Francisco? <laughs> uh, George Kittle. Emmanuel, well, yeah, all right, Emmanuel yeah, Sanders. No. Yeah, well, they're, they, they're like for sure, it seems like they're for sure going to be out. Other than that, it's like, who who is he going to compete with, Dante Pettis? Like, come on. Yeah, no, you want Debo. He played like all the snaps last week, 11 yeah. targets. Eight catches, 112 yards. Like, he's been productive when on the field this year. So, it's like, if there is a free square this week, I think it's Debo more than it is anybody on the running back side. Is he going to be, like, really that owned? You think he's going to be, like, like 18%? What do you, what do you, uh, more, more, more? You think he's going to be over 20? Yeah, we have him right now projected for 21 to 25, and I think that's conservative. Yeah. I could see 30 plus for him pretty easily because again, like it's a great matchup and they're just so banged up. It's like hard to ignore a guy that we think is going to get, you know, approach double digit targets in that right. kind of game environment. So yeah. I think he'll be pretty highly owned, um, which again, like that could make him a fade candidate in GPPs, but we've talked about a lot of expensive players we want in our cash game teams. So I think Debo's a good way to get yourself there. Yeah. All right, let's talk uh, GPPs. Anybody that we have missed so far? I mean, I guess we we should probably mention the guy who went off for like 40 points last week, Christian Kirk, Um, 5,700 this week. He's like very very obviously taken over the the wide receiver one job there um in the games that he's played he's seeing like almost 14 expected points compared to like no other wide receiver has more than eight um so there's like a clear gap there and and they're clearly focusing on him so he's interesting and then obviously you can always you know stack Jameis with uh with Godwin or Evans and feel uh 
you know, pretty reasonable. Uh, other than that, I mean, I think people might play some DD this week. I, I'm not. I, I don't really. I don't really feel like I have any idea what's going to happen with with Foles back. Um, so it's it's probably mostly a stay away for me. But uh, I don't know. Like, what do you think about DD? Is is he is he in play or? Mm, probably not against the Colts. Uh, you know, on the road against the Colts. I haven't given him much thought, I'll be honest, but you're right. Like he does have a, an ownership projection of nine to 12%. So people are certainly talking about him and thinking about him. Yeah. That Jacksonville pass catching core is just so like deep, which is not something I thought I would say, but you've got different guys (laughs) who pop off like every single week. You know, I know yeah. Westbrook was out of the lineup, but Keelan Cole looked pretty good. They obviously have DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. Um, you know, <laughs> Chris Conley. Like, they're just, it seems like they have just receivers for days. So, I don't know. I think he's thin at 4,500. Yeah. Guys that I'm thinking about for tournaments, I I, I mentioned, uh, you know, that at, at QB, I like uh, Josh Allen. I think that you can very easily stack him up with John Brown. You know, uh, Allen is not somebody that you have to stack. Like, if you want to bet on the rushing game, you can do that with him. But right. if you are going to stack him, I think Brown is the clear guy. He had 11 targets last week. Um, the only thing he hasn't done is score. You know, he has two touchdowns on the year. Uh, so if he can find the end zone again, like he did in week one, he displayed, you know, a 28 DraftKings point ceiling. So... Uh, in a good matchup, I think he's definitely somebody that I'm eyeing at 6,400, and I'm always going to be interested in Cortland Sutton. I just yeah. think he's, I just think he's really good. Yeah, I think I agree. I I wrote him up uh, this week in the article. I like Brandon Allen might be one of the worst like quarterbacks on on a roster right now. I, I'm very curious to see what happens when Drew Locke comes in. Um, it seems like he's maybe just a week or two away now, perhaps. Um, and I don't think Brandon Allen has done anything to keep that job. So yeah, um, it the always first makes week me Drew nervous. Locke plays, I'm going to, I'm going to have him in Sutton. <laughs> it always makes me nervous when the team feels like they can't just play the rookie quarterback, you know, like, well, he's been hurt. All right. He's been hurt. It, we we can't we can't hold that against them you know like the redskins they were like oh maybe we'll give colt mccoy the start this week uh, we're oh, not yeah, no. <laughs> no that's those are those are alarm bells going off everywhere <laughs> all right let's talk quickly about my bookie are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it if so my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet between football season nba start of college basketball it's time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action with my bookie if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot try a parlay my friends such degenerates for parlays ask me every week for like four picks and of course i go three and one and they're like oh you suck gotta go round robins man <laughs> it sounds like jones is a degenerate with the parlays too <laughs> Anyway, if that's how you like to bet, try a parlay. You can take a couple of the big favorites, put them together, and if they all win, you're going to multiply your payout. If you are going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. And if you join right now, mybookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means if you deposit 2000 you get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code ROTOVIZ to activate the offer. Once again, promo code ROTOVIZ to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. All right, tight end. Uh, No Travis Kelsey this week. George Kittle is now listed as doubtful. So the tight end position is pretty barren. You know, Mark Andrews is the most expensive guy. He's 6100 You've got Darren Waller at 5,500, and then Zach Ertz at 5K. So do any of these, you know, top-tier type of guys interest you this week? 
Or do you think that this is a week to go down at the position? I know for sure that because I'm saying this, that Mark Andrews is going to end up with like three touchdowns. But I'm a little worried about Boyle sort of uh, like capping his ceiling to a certain extent. Like he's seen four targets in three, four or more targets in three of the last four weeks, which is not insignificant when we, you know, we mentioned before that Lamar Jackson is not necessarily throwing the ball 35 times. You know, if he's throwing it 30 to 40 times, then fine. Like four targets is is a very small, small piece of that pie. But I'm I don't I don't know if I really feel comfortable paying 6100 um, for for that. And honestly, Waller's kind of in the same boat as far as just not really seeing not really seeing the targets that we thought he we could sort of count on from him. Like he did see five last week, which is whatever. Like yeah, that's, that's that's nothing for his price tag. Yeah. So and two the week before. Um, and he's been on the field the same amount. So he's still running routes. In fact, last week he was only off the field for two snaps and he only saw five targets. So, um, I mean, I think you can find four targets a lot cheaper (laughs) elsewhere in the, uh, in the pricing, uh, for tight end. So I think I'm mostly going to pass. I'll probably have one lineup where I stack Jackson with Andrews just because I think, Jackson is kind of hard to stack otherwise. Um, but it's either him yeah. or Hollywood, you know? Right. And I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm not feeling it up here. Are you, uh, are you interested in either of those guys? Now, if I'm doing it, it's going to be Zach Ertz at 5K uh, or Mr. Julie Ertz, as you like to call him. <laughs> I mean, when we last saw him, 11 targets, nine catches, 103 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I get that that's one week and that his season on the whole has been a little bit underwhelming. But, you know, you have all those fancy advanced stats that suggest that Ertz has been pretty unlucky this season. So I do think that he may just be starting to end up on the right side of variant. Uh, As far as Andrews goes, I don't so much worry about Boyle. I think that honestly, they're kind of like standalone plays. I think you can play Boyle this week at 2700. I do. Like, uh, he's going to be involved because the Ravens run so many, like, quad tight end sets. (laughs) But I don't think that he necessarily takes away from Mark Andrews' value. So, like, if you like Andrews, I think you're you're safe to fire him up. I do think Waller is the more interesting tournament play for me because you mentioned that the snaps have been there. There just hasn't really been the volume. And, uh, you know... Oakland just screams points this week to me. So could be a nice spot to sort of buy low on, on Waller a little bit. But I think for cash, you either want to go Ertz or you want to go a little bit cheaper. The only problem is I don't really see any cheap guys that stand out to me as like appealing plays either. So I'm not 100% sure what the preferred course is. I'll probably at the moment just end up siding with Zach Ertz, but... Like, do you have a value guy that you like if you're if you're not able to pay up? I mean, I think it's interesting that I guess Boyle could, like you said, Boyle could be could be in play uh, depending on where you're going with your lineup. I think uh, Finley makes a little bit of sense. Um, or I'm not. I'm sorry. Not. I was gonna say. Who I'm the saying hell is Ryan. Finley? I'm saying Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan Griffin. Um, I think makes a little bit of sense with no Herndon. Um, okay, yeah, that that works. I mean, like it, we're talking about like Boyle and I was gonna say Goddard. Like we're talking about <laughs> tight end twos. Like these are just disgustingly <laughs> thin plays. But like tight end is just gross. Like Zach Ertz is having such an underwhelming season, and he still had five wide uh, tight end one games. Like he, he had in week three, he had 10.4 DraftKings points and he was like a tight end one. (laughs) Like it's just, (laughs) it's bad. Like there's just no way around it. So if you can, if you can feel like you can get four targets from, from some of these cheaper guys, I think that that's fine. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I think, I personally think that it's probably chasing, uh, going after Kyle Rudolph. But I have heard some people talk about him. Are, are you interested in him or Smith at all? Um, or are you staying away from that? I am like the opposite of a Kyle Rudolph guy. Yeah. 
And I, he has I think you're posted right. <laughs> double digit points in three of the past four weeks. So I do get it, but like he is so touchdown dependent. Yeah. He's had, he had 14 yards last week. Right now. And I mean, like a lot of like these tight ends are, are touchdown dependent, right? He had five targets and he had 14 yards <laughs> and three weeks ago, he had three targets for 17 yards. Like that, that's absurd. If I am going this cheap, I do think Griffin is a is an interesting play. Uh, that that is somebody that I haven't really thought about, but that that stands out. I think is a pretty strong play. And you know, I've I've mentioned the Bills a few times here, but oh Dawson Knox, baby. Oh man, there it is. Season high six targets last week, taking on the Miami Dolphins. I think you could do worse. I don't know. <laughs> You'd rather play Nick Boyle, save the three hundred. No, I'd rather I'd rather just play Griffin. Um, what are, do you do? You have any interest in in Dwelly with with Kittle out? Because he saw I think seven targets last week. He didn't do a heck of a lot with them. <laughs> um, but he was on the he was on the field for eighty out of their eighty eight snaps. Like he kind of just slots right into that role. Obviously, he's not as talented, but he's also you know half the Flip price chart. that Kittle would have been. Flow oh, I forgot spot. it was that. Never mind. No, then never mind. I'm not playing him because I just I can't with these people with the damn flow chart. I really can't. It's <laughs> no, but it's it, one of the most tilting like that in course history. Like if you want to piss me off, just tweet me about either of those things and I'll just be on full tilt. <laughs> in all seriousness, like when we are chasing touchdowns at the tight end position, like historically you want home teams and you want favorites. Yeah. And that's the actual flow chart, not this. That's actual. Ross Dwelly. So, yeah, I might just, have to do it. It's a kawinky dink. <laughs> it's not. It's not because of Arizona. I want that to be on the record. Flow chart. <laughs> God, All right, let's that. wrap it up with another thing that you love, which is speaking, defense. Speaking of Arizona, <laughs> fifteen hundred, baby. On hey, that, that damn fish, Leone. <laughs> people are catching on, Jones. Arizona that damn defense. fish Leone cost me about uh cost me a couple shekels last week getting me off Atlanta. <laughs> Projected for the highest ownership this week, Zona. Yeah, everybody's coming are, around, bro. People are finally getting it, you know? Like there there's all these examples throughout history of people not being appreciated in their time, and I'm just glad it happened <laughs> while I'm still alive that people get it. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, I won't argue against it for cash games. Uh, Wait, let me but, guess. You want you want to play Buffalo at thirty eight hundred? No, 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 no. I mean, I don't hate it, but I'll. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll. I mean, let, all I'm saying is Fitzpatrick hasn't thrown a pick six in a couple weeks. All right, He's the man, due. the man oh, is the, itching. He's we're getting just the itching. due takes now. <laughs> uh, I think you can play Detroit against Dallas if you want to go cheap and not have to eat so much ownership. Um, I think you can play Washington this week against the Jets, who stink. Uh, I think you can play the Jets this week against Washington, (laughs) who stinks. (laughs) Uh, The one thing I will not do is pay up for Atlanta now that they're 2,600. It's like nearly a 66% increase in salary, Jones. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I like I can't even imagine playing somebody over 2000 at this point in my career. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think I think that's it. I think that's all yeah, I have that's a good you. way. That's a good way to end it. <laughs> all right. We apologize for no guests this week. Uh, we'll try to get some more booked for you. I know that you're all probably like very upset that you had to just listen to me and Jones talk for an hour. So hopefully yeah, we, we can. We have somebody on the docket next week. I, I have to confirm with them, but it's a, it's a pretty big guess. So. Oh, well, I don't even know who it is yet, so I'm excited. <laughs> um, that's going to do it for this week's edition of On the Daily. For Matt, who you can find on Twitter, at MattJonesTFR. I'm Matt LaMarca, at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. 
Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Road of His Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Road of His Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Road of His Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.